I wanted to give a, a little second chance to an idea that I had years and years ago when Justin and I were like, we were starting our podcast, Robots on Typewriters, and we made a website for it. And I was like, we could make any kind of podcast we want and just put it up here. And something that popped into my head was something that I was referring to as bootleggers, which is the, the entire concept of it was talk to different people about musical theater bootlegs. This is a, I feel like if you were on Tumblr at a certain point in time, and if you are a certain type of person, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There is just a thriving economy of musical bootlegs. They are uh, so important for people who are fans of theater, but can't travel to New York and spend hundreds of dollars to see live theater, um, because theater is a very exclusive art form, and it shouldn't be. It should be highly accessible to the masses because of that uh, theater companies, music, I don't know, labels, I don't know how it works. They are really stringent about keeping people from taping productions and then putting them online for anybody to watch. However, it happens, and uh, it's a great way for a lot of, you know, random teens sitting in the rooms to consume musical theater. I am here with Hannah, and Hannah is someone I, who I know has also seen a lot of musical bootlegs, so I thought she would be the perfect person to kind of talk about this with. Do you remember the first bootleg that you watched? I am pretty sure it has to have been the original Spring Awakening because of Glee. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> Because uh -huh. of Leah, Michelle, and Jonathan Groff. Right. My first instinct was to say that I was probably too young, but also I feel like, I don't know, I would have been maybe like 13, 14, and yeah. I feel like that probably is actually the intended audience. I haven't seen or thought about Spring Awakening in a long time, but isn't it kind of like a cautionary tale, or is it more a cautionary tale to like adults to not be so shitty? I can't really remember. It's more like relatable. Right, okay. Youths. Yeah. That's more the vibe as opposed to like cautionary, I guess. It's more meant to be like, oh, these people were in Germany and what? Well, I guess it was so Germany relatable. Yet. They were in Austria Hungary. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they were also sad. Right. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just like sad teens. I think my first one was Next to Normal. Like the oh, that's OBC true. Next to Normal, Alice Ripley, RIP Her Reputation, <laughs> and like Aaron Tveit. I don't remember like where my interest in Next to Normal came from, but there was a bunch I mean, probably, of them. probably Aaron Tveit, right? It was before that. Like it was before Les Mis though. Yeah. No, because I feel like I got into Next to Normal because of you. Okay. And so I have no sense. idea. I was really into Next to Normal. <laughs> I love Next to Normal. I feel like my favorite is the newer Spring Awakening. Oh, I, like I Death still West? Love yeah, the Death West Spring Awakening. I recently discovered that the a soundtrack I had saved on my phone that was ripped off of a bootleg, like it was an actual official soundtrack, <laughs> that, that got deleted off my phone because <gasps> Apple, um, and I'm still kind of devastated about it because it was just such a good production. I feel like I definitely watched multiple bootlegs of it. You know, they had like the vlog series on YouTube. It was like that kind of, it's one of the ones where you have to watch a bootleg you like you can't listen to it and like get the gist 
Okay. You have to, like, you need the visual elements, which is why a bootleg was so much more necessary, I guess. I was actually really struggling to think of a favorite bootleg. Um, mm. I think one that I feel like was, like, I feel like I watched it multiple times was the original, like, Heather's Off-Broadway. Yeah. And I think I got into Heather's at the time when, and I think it was already off the stage. So it was, like, the only way to consume Heather's was to watch that bootleg and the, and fortunately the soundtrack have you ever seen the great comet natasha no. pierre and the great comet it's really no. good i watched a bootleg at some point years ago and i don't know if it's still around but it's one where you can like watch a bootleg and you can just see how much better it would be to be in that yeah. room yeah but at least you can <laughs> watch it have you ever found any that existed and been like over the moon to realize that you were able to finally consume this piece of media this is really basic but i feel like when the first hamilton bootleg like came out mm -hmm. because that was like a big thing like being like oh my god there's a Hamilton bootleg yeah because this was like after the soundtrack had been released so there's all this hype but like they were super strict about yeah or whatever so I remember like someone I follow on Tumblr posting about how like she was watching it and so I like sent her an ask being like oh my god you have to link <laughs> <laughs> and so like she sent me the link and I watched it and I was like wow yeah. It was a cultural moment. Yeah. I was gonna bring up Hamilton because I, I have like a specific memory of when I watched. The Hamilton bootleg was like on a Google Doc. Like yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, on yeah, a Google yeah. Drive because it was yeah. the kind of thing that I think if it was on YouTube, it would just get struck immediately. Oh, for sure. Um, so it was kind of on like a sketchy little Google Drive. And my friends and I went to a cabin in North Carolina for spring break one year. And we, it was just like the three of us. And we, we had like barely started drinking in our lives yet and we were just like <laughs> drinking a bottle of wine and watching the Hamilton bootleg on like someone's tiny little laptop screen because we couldn't connect it to the TV for whatever Yay. reason and that's like a specific sensory memory I have of watching that and also I remember thinking about Hamilton at the time I like I feel like this staging is so sparse that I don't feel like I'm missing anything by not spending like $600 to be in that room I know so like when when Hamilton came to Toronto, after I had obviously seen the bootleg and whatever, I was like, I don't think I need to see this actually. And because the soundtrack is so comprehensive, like there's yeah, so yeah, little yeah, yeah. that is left out. There was a point in time where I had a lot that would come up on my YouTube recommended and I never watched any of them and I regret it because I feel like my last big musical phase was like 2016 whatever and I yeah. feel like there's so many like musical cultural moments that have come out since then that I just have not engaged with and I feel like I should like I still have not I don't know a single thing about Hades Town. Really? Thing. It's good. What <laughs> my problem is, I was, you know how like kids, like, you know, they, they have like horse girls and like dragon people <laughs> and like wolf boys and whatever. Those are the, those was, are the three genders, yes. <laughs> the three genders. But you know, like I was super into Greek mythology. Like that was my thing. Oh. And so I feel like I, I want to be able to like watch a bootleg and appreciate it, but I worry that I would be so obnoxious about it. You know <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like, like your opi your opinion? Yeah, you made me think of obviously all the lame is bootlegs there are in the world. I don't think 
I've watched that many like boot. I've seen like the the anniversary concerts, but I don't yeah. know if I've ever watched like a bootleg of just like some random fucking performance because yeah, there's like millions. <laughs> Andy Nientes, who was in the Deaf West um, Spring Awakening, was he was Marius previously to okay. Spring Awakening, and so I remember watching that bootleg again in like whatever year that was, maybe like 2015, mm-hmm. and so that was like a couple years after the big Lemis thing. I love a compilation video from Les Mis yeah. bootlegs on YouTube. You know, it'll be like every occurrence of Grantaire put that bottle <laughs> down. I love that. I would watch those all day. This has been day 13 of the February Project September edition, a mini podcast where I make an audio piece of 10 minutes or less every day in the month of September 2021.